things. So, welcome everyone to the Whatever Podcast. Uh, the whole crew is here tonight. Uh, Connor may sound just a little bit different. What has he got? The he's, got he's got a new mic on, and it makes his voice sound a little weird. So, I like Marvel movies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we have Forrest joining us tonight. Uh, Connor is on his way to, or actually at, uh, I, guess, I guess you can just say Boston. So He's at somewhere because I seen him dining at some fancy diner he posted on social media. So I didn't see that yet. I, I texted he, him and asked him if he made it yet. And he never gave me any text back. He, so I feel like that's a little weird. He's fine dining. I will. I will try to pull up a picture of that while while you lead us into what we're so yeah. What we're talking I, about. Forrest, yeah, welcome, man. We're glad to have you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Is, is that a license for me to be um, PG thirteen R rated? Maybe. Um, this, we'll, we'll this, see. We'll see. Just try your luck, <laughs> and then we may have I'll, to I'll keep dial it, it back. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it dialed back for you. I'll turn it up slowly. This uh, one's not marked clean, though, right, Preston? No, so we're no. free range. Free <laughs> range. Free range. We'll, we'll put explicit uh, the title. I don't know if there's any. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's many that are Mark Clean with Connor on this this thing. Yeah, so no, he's such a pot of mouth. He's he. We can get him fired Connor's, up at times. He's passionate. Yeah, exactly. He's passionate. He's not. He's just passionate. All right, leave him alone. <laughs> leave, leave Connor hey, alone. I didn't. I didn't bring you on here to defend Connor Forrest. Oh, hey, well, hey. Yeah, fuck that guy, Connor. I don't even know him. <laughs> Here, hey, so he is, so 50 minutes ago, uh, Cora actually posted this, but tagged Connor because she's with him, right? So Dang it, now, she he says, has, now he has like a reasonable doubt, or you can just be like, my phone's been dead. Yeah, no, he is, he is dolled up here. He said, or she said, we finally made it to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant together. So I'm going to share just a little picture here for you, Preston. Let's see. Let me drop your uh, stream here. Let me share mine real quick. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, show you here. Let's see. Go back. Here's our boy. He is fine uh, dining here. You see him uh, there? He's such a handsome boy. Yeah. Uh, he got he got his beard trimmed. Good for him. Yeah, cleaned up. Got the Hawaiian shirt on. So I told him. I told him to stop wearing that when we went out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice way to step on my man's mojo, man. Come on. I'm just kidding. Uh, No, we miss him. We miss him. We can't wait to have him back. Glad he's out traveling around and getting to visit things and taking a break from work. Yeah, he needs it. (laughs) He he does. Your no, boy's, yeah, your boy's been stressed out. Yeah, needed a break. Who hasn't? Yeah, that's true. All right, everyone, join the stream. So, all right, what do you got here? All right, so, so before we watch these, though, Bella Buff. I, so I remember this guy way back in the day, oh, right? like the Disney Channel, yep. the Disney Channel. Oh. When I was younger, it was, uh, what was the show Stevens. that he was on? Even Stevens, Stevens, yes, yes, yes. That was that was like his big kind of claim to fame, and that's what got him started as a as a young young actor. Uh, but then, man, off the rails he went. Right? I mean, I loved it, man. I love him. Well, did yeah. he go off the rails, or was it kind of like a Dave Chappelle going to Africa? 
I, I don't know. I you, think what he, was I, it? I think it was. I don't think it was crazy. I just think he found himself. Yeah, I, in I think his it was more. You know, way. Yeah, exactly. The the best artists are always crazy, and like I said, Dave Chappelle. You know, he quit. What was it? Twenty million dollars a year, something like that. Quit and went yeah. to Africa, and you know, no one heard from him for years. Artists are artists are weird like that. So, I, I mean, he didn't go out there and he didn't get accused of you know kiddly fiddling or anything crazy like that. But no, he's he's made some kind of crazy things though. Like, uh, I mean, he's made some good been involved in some good movies. But then he's done some like nude stuff, and yeah, he he's kind of been a little wild and out there from hey, from the Disney. Hard, uh, no, I get it, I get it. But from the <laughs> Disney young age that he was, and maybe that happens to all of them when they're young like that and kind of come up through the ranks early on in life. It's that child star syndrome; it never seems to work out. No. So anyway, right, so, so yeah, fill me in here, Preston, because I so, am not aware of this stuff. <laughs> For some reason, this just like popped into my head today, and I'm like, I wonder if Chris has ever seen this, because this would be a great I'm like, not, start to I have not. So <laughs> this came out seven years ago. Uh, when would that have been? 2015? 2015, yeah. Sounds about right. Even, uh, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this came out, though during like when i was still it looks like nine years ago so that one's it what's oh that one's seven the one below it says nine is that something different um yeah that's something different but i think maybe it got re-uploaded or edited at some point but i felt like it came out in like 2014 instead of must have if there's another like yeah but anyway so i just want you to watch this i'll fill you in on the the thing around it so that you can just enjoy this and then I'll fill you in on why this is a thing. Everyone, please enjoy. You're walking in the woods. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. He's following you about 30 feet back. Gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you. Shia LaBeouf. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. Lurking in the shadow. Oh, yeah. Hollywood <laughs> superstar Shia LaBeouf. Living in the woods. Shia LaBeouf. Now it's dark, and you seem to have lost him, but you're hopelessly lost yourself, stranded with a murderer. You creep silently through the underbrush. Aha! In the distance, a small cottage with a light on. Hope! You move stealthily toward it, but your leg! Ah! It's caught in a bear trap! You limp into the dark woods, blood oozing from your stump leg. You I can't believe you've never seen this, Chris. I've n- I have not. He is a dead, shy surprise. There's a gun to your head, and death in his eyes. But you can do jujitsu. Body slam, superstar, shy love up. This is legendary fight with shy love up. This is the show. Just like shy love up. My blood is really fast from your stump leg. He's dodging every swipe. He parries to the left. You cut him to the right. You catch him in the neck. You're chopping off his head now. His head topples to the floor, expressionless. You fall to your knees and catch your breath. You're finally safe from Shia LaBeouf. Fucking K-hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so he made this or what was the story behind this? Uh, <laughs> so back during this time, there was a pretty big meme going around of just uh, Shia LaBeouf being a cannibal for some reason. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, yeah, uh, this uh, guy who uh, who uh, made the song in joint with Shia LaBeouf, his name's Rob Cantor. Uh, okay. I believe he's done a lot of uh, a lot of voice acting. He's done um, just a lot of things to do with theater and things like that. And I Sounds think he came, familiar. yeah, uh, two uh, great minds think alike and use this uh, opportunity to make this art. <laughs> you bring up a good point. What is what is Shia B- Buff up to nowadays? Uh, you know, um, I haven't even. You know that one movie that Harry Styles is going to be in that's coming out here in the next like month or so. No, I showed yeah, you. Yeah, crickets. Sorry. Um, crickets. Sh- okay. No. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a joke. Um, it, I showed you guys. Uh, I showed uh, you and uh, Connor a couple, few episodes ago. Like three or four episodes ago. Dude, I am hearing that noise again, Preston. I don't hear, I hear it too. You hear it too? Thank you so much. I was we were on last night talking about this. <laughs> Sounds like it's a like, fan or something rattling. Exactly, yeah. It's like a rattle. It's like a click, but at a constant rate. It is, and then it'll quit, and then it'll do it again. It's got to be something on your end, Preston. I was going nuts. Be a, 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 a cable and a fan in your PC just very lightly. That no, happens no. to me sometimes. I don't know what's going on. It's just some like but like some spirit that's haunted us for the Halloween season here. I guess so. Oh yeah, it's called uh, "Don't Worry, Darling." Don't worry, darling. I don't know if I've heard of that. When's that come out? Uh, you're just like. Uh... Like a month, maybe. Oof. It's not too long. Oof. But uh, it's got a two out of ten on IMDb already, and a thirty-nine uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't want to disparage anything. Hey, all but, right, Preston, pull the trailer up. Pull the trailer up. Let's see it. Uh, all right. Let's see what we got to work with here. Three minutes. Let's do it. Three uh, minutes. We're never uh, gonna get back. So no. twenty. Uh, <laughs> He's a few things going on every year been pretty consistent. Yeah, well, um, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this movie um, instead of Harry Styles. Oh, uh, so he's in it. And he left it. He left the okay. movie. They got Harry. And then the director uh, begged for Shia LaBeouf to come on it again. And he said no again. Hmm. <laughs> I have it, I have it, I have it. Focus, right there. Have a little drink. Yeah. Has ever been in love like that? Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I need some gold rings like that. Right? We men, we ask a lot. We ask for strength. Chip Gertie. Food at home, a house clean. That make you feel some type of way first. And Uh, uh, I knew someone was going to say something about that. Of course, it was you, Preston. Not looking like a bad movie so far, though. Welcome to the. Kind of a chick flick, won't lie. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing what? The world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the world. world. I'll feel a twist coming to this. 
Yeah, that's kind of getting culty. Really doing out there. Very culty. What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. What? Do you even know what the Vigi Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please. What's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. Uh, what if this place is dangerous? What if Oh. Jack. It's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. I need you to listen to me. They're lying about everything. We are not going backwards. We're pushing forward. Everyone is acting like I'm crazy. Not crazy. Our life together. We could lose this. It's kind of like a Truman show. And I don't want to be here anymore. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. It doesn't, doesn't seem to hold up to actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. So my my biggest takeaway from that is that Olivia Wilde is the director and also stars in it. It appears to that might be worth watching just for that. It, I like it Olivia pretty Wilde. Good. Pretty good. I'm gonna have to check it out. I was not aware of it, even though I showed you. <laughs> when it was a uh, it was on an episode like four like four or five episodes ago. Yeah, I remember something like that, but that's a different trailer you just pulled up. No, that was the same one. Was it? Yeah. Looked different to me. I remember seeing some of that. Looks interesting, though. Yeah. And so, did anyone, uh, so Chris, you didn't watch the uh, Apple keynote, did you? No, fill me in. What's going on? What's Apple up to? So, we got. Uh, Forrest, did you watch any of it? So I read a brief summarization of it because um, I'm interested in the... So I, I subscribe to a lot of um, LTE hacks mm -hmm. groups because I use it as my primary internet. And one of the rumors started circulating on there that T-Mobile was going to incorporate Starlink connectivity in the new iPhone, which would be awesome especially for people like me but that's not exactly what happened it's a little bit different than that so i did read through a little uh summarization of it it looked like they mainly focused on the watches more than anything yeah well i think the uh, iphone 14 pro kind of took the cake for me besides the uh apple watch ultra oh. who, who the... cares about the iphone no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> what what's What's so good about the 14? Are you uh, watching the stream? Yep. So uh, we got, for the 14 Pro, we got a new display with what Apple calls uh, the Dynamic Island. It's kind of a dumb What's name. that mean? So you see... It looks like it's kind of like a... Cut out. Yeah, that's neat. It is neat. I think it's the coolest oh, way it's anyone has done a whole bunch. Yeah. To date, that is the best uh, use of that dead space that I've seen. It's an AMOLED display, right, on the yeah. iPhones now. Yeah, with yeah, uh, so that's true. True blacks. Oh, they finally got on board with that. Say goodbye to your battery life. <laughs> well, that's uh, the kind of thing, though. It actually works well instead of like other Android phones with their 120 hertz displays. What's the comparison battery life of the 14 to the 13? Um, they didn't say any big differences, so I would assume that it's the same as the last. Is it a new, is it a new chip inside, or is it the same chip as before? It's a new chip. It's, it uh, seems like they I always come they with a new the, chip. Sometimes it's just worry. like a refresh. There you go. Uh, well, no, that's, nope. that's all about the... 
Fox going on. Man, there's a lot of We got a rogue screen. I wish Apple wasn't so walled garden with their whole ecosystem. If I could take an iPhone and install just plain Jane Android over top of it, I would be in hog heaven, man. Like their hardware is so so beautiful. I want to lick it. But I just cannot use iOS or anything Apple. I'm just I can't use Android. No, I can't do it. I've always been on the Apple side, and I've not really dabbled back and forth. But Preston, I know you've been back and forth on both of them. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of the opposite way. I really like Android hardware most of the time. I mean, I love Apple. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I really, I really love Apple products, like how everything flows together as a graphic designer. I very much appreciate that. But I really like uh, some of the risks other Android companies take, like uh, whenever the, uh, um, I wasn't a big fan of the notch. And so I had a OnePlus, uh, I forget which one it was, but it was the first one that did like the almost 100% bezel free front screen. It was the six. Six Pro, wasn't it? Six T Pro or something like that. I remember being super jealous. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. Every time I get onto an Android phone, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm happy. I, uh, I'm happy I got this. And then I start using Android for like a month, and I'm like, all right, all right I'm out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Apple always brings me back with uh, with iOS. See, I'm the exact opposite. I have been using an Android phone since I got a smartphone in 2012. And then for a while, I had an iPhone 3GS, which I hacked all to shit. I had Siri on an iPhone 3GS. It's like super, super cool. But um I ended up getting like that phone. I ended up getting a Nexus 5, which was like the start of the Pixel phones before that. Yeah, and I loved it. And then a couple years ago, I had to use an iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus. It was the big one. And, man, I hated it. I just absolutely despised the way that the the operating system worked. But, you know, at this point, it just comes down to personal preference. I will say Apple's hardware, they're, they're just, it's not even close. Yeah. No, I mean, whenever you control every aspect of your own phone, then you can't really compete unless you have a similar setup. Oh, something I would be, uh, it would be terrible if I didn't touch on is the fact that this is the first iPhone that is going to be, at least in the United States, completely sinless. It's going to be 100% eSIM based. Which, oh really okay yeah that's neat to some extent but also you know like i don't know you know new technology i'm scared of it so how does that work e-sim e-sim technology basically so, it's just a sim card that's pre-installed not pre-installed phone. but software in your phone yeah and it just picks the number for you and it's assigned yeah. to your phone with that number like a sim yeah. card would except yeah it's not having to have a sim card so, so is that un- unlock technology to use across any service provider? So the service provider would probably have rights to over your phone with the IME at the, whatever like your identification is, and then they would assign yeah. it under their SIM and lock well, your it's, device. It's, it's, it's going to be locked as long as it's financed. Once you pay yeah. it off, or you know, your, your Verizon's like policy actually works. is. Like I think it's thirty days or something like that. So so long, and they unlock it even if it's still you're still financing it. So and AT and T, T Mobile, and Verizon all support eSIM, and Sprint is a part of T Mobile now. So you know if you get an iPhone fourteen and you're on Sprint, you got to have eSIM from T Mobile. So all providers support the that technology, but Apple's the first to kind of move towards that. So it's big in Europe because there's so many different nations so close to each other that they have to have interchangeable networks. Basically, the way it works in Europe is if you have one SIM, like an eSIM on your phone for one carrier's country, you'll go to the next country and it'll automatically roam onto the network that that carrier from your home country has a roaming deal with in that country. Okay, gotcha. 
it's yeah, yeah. You, your phone sees all, all the networks yeah they're less hassle but yeah so what other big things dropped at, at the event we got the apple watch ultra apple watch ultra yeah what do we get with the ultra if what's the price points on the ultra too and what do we get with it all right let's see it's the watch that pushes the boundaries i'm gonna say it looks really nice it's like the only reason of getting it is if you like the look of it is that the only reason to get a smart watch to start with I mean, I really like it. I like having a smartwatch just to check notifications so I don't have to pull out my phone, which is very much first world. Very, like, even past first world problems. But <laughs> So it kind of takes, uh, takes the look of the new iPhone, like the newer iPhone looks with, I don't know. I a very like it. industrial yeah. machine look. Yeah. I mean... I like it and don't like it at the same time. I feel like this is very much looks, it looks cool, but it just feels like a in between. It's like what are, what are the big things that changed with this one from the last watch version? It took away the charging port. That's what they've always been. <laughs> so innovative. Ugh. Yeah. GPS uh, antenna, they were... precise dual frequency GPS, provides accurate location while you're like doing hiking or something. Cause that's so I had a first gen Apple Watch and it about uh, maybe two years ago, the face popped off of it. So like the battery swelled and then oh, yeah. the face just yeah, the, the front face just popped out of it. So I've never so like two years I've not had a smartwatch oh, or anything. It. You know, I do, and I didn't really, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really use it a lot, to be honest with you. I don't know. I'm just, I, I guess I'm not a watch person, and I just um, didn't use it enough to yeah. justify the cost like of it. 15 watches. I think so. you got to be after the status symbol, or be a businessman, or be a watch person to start with for a smartwatch to really make sense. Because a smartphone is just so damn convenient to just whip out of your pocket. Oh, that's the time. Oh, I got a text. Oh, it's not important. And then go about it. Yeah, I mean, we're on them constantly anyways on the phone. It's just like you're not enough on the watch, I guess, to support. I do like the flat face of it. Let's scroll back up again, Preston. Yeah. Is that flat? Yes, it is. Yeah, that I like that a lot better than kind of the bevel edges that it had before. Yeah, I can see why people like one and not the other, though. I do like the look, but I also like the just how, I don't know, how like unintrusive the like normal Apple Watches are. Like, just like it being an OLED screen and all I get, all I have to see is just what I need to see. And it doesn't, yeah. it's not like too showy offy. So it's how big like, is the face of this one? The new one? The Ultra. Let's see. Looks bigger. It a lot is, bigger. It is look a lot bigger. Like, look at that on that guy's wrist. Yeah. Look at that thing. That's <laughs> like a phone. Because what was the biggest one? A 42 it's millimeter 40, or something? 48 millimeter, I think. Oh, a 48. Okay. Yeah. Where the hell is the screen at? You probably passed it. Probably. It has a death reader, which is cool. This is for like people who have a lot of money and like actually can do stuff like this on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, no, Apple products made for people with money? Oh. No. All right, so what's our price points here, Preston? What's what's it showing? All right. The this is the Apple Watch Series eight, which also came out. Holy crap. Ultra is seven ninety nine. Jesus. Forty nine millimeters. Oh my swim god! Swimproof. Oh Forget shit! Forget it. Forget it. Swimproof. I mean, that's not a bad price for a watch. I mean, you pay a you can pay a Wasn't lot of money for a watch. Display? Holy shit! That display is fucking honking, dude. God damn. Blood oxygen, EKGs. It does. It should do everything at that price. Yeah. You wipe your ass for that price. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, my goodness 
I don't think anyone needs any, like, I, I, I don't think anyone needs to worry about the Ultra One unless you got a lot of money for dumb stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still happy with my Apple Watch Series 3 that you can get for like nine, nine bucks now. I'm just going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> what about if I have a Samsung Galaxy phone? What do I do then? Uh, get, the, I get the new Pixel Watch that's going to come out or has came out. So do you have to carry a data plan on your watch, Preston? No. Is it just connected to your phone's data? Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. a little aside about the um, connected devices plans there, you just said, uh, yeah, asked about carrying a device data on the uh, watch there. That is like the number one way people who do what I do for internet with the LTE, that is our number one way of getting internet. Um, all the carriers have tablet plans, and we will take those SIM cards that are supposed to be in tablets and put them in routers to get internet that way. Verizon's is like twenty bucks a month. AT and T's is like twenty bucks a month, and T-Mobile's is sixty. It is like so, if you if you know what you're doing, it's an awesome cheap way to get internet. All right. So, are, is there a cap on that data per month that you have? Nope, nope. If there was a cap on it, it would be practically useless for home internet, right? So yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Right, so no, like when so Chris's head is turning, let me, because Chris is on dial-up. All right. So <laughs> let me describe. Nah, yeah, pretty much. Might as well be. Let me explain my situation. All right. So there's reliable internet solutions. Let's go. So I live kind of in a rural setting. I don't have good fiber access. I've got a guy that provides kind of like a satellite service. We don't have any data caps on our service, but my my download speeds are pretty low at times to the point of not being able to be useful. So I there's no other options for me. So this is my only option. But what you've just said, yeah, kind of piqued my interest in what options I may have with adding an AT&T data plan for like an iPad service with a SIM that I could plug into something. So how does this work? Let's let inter, in, so inform me and our listeners here. I am, I'm going to spill the whole beans on the entire shebang, which my God, I'm talking like I'm 60, but no, it's, yeah. it's, it's the, the information is out there. If you know, if you have strong enough Google foo, you can figure everything out and get it going yourself. But I made a literal career out of this. I did it for two years uh, for someone else. And then I did it for myself for a little while selling people this kind of internet. Basically what it comes down to is you get a cellular router, which all that is, is just a regular Wi-Fi router that has an extra slot on the actual PCB of the router for a data card. And it has a slot for a SIM card as well. And some extra antennas hanging off the back. If you're rural enough, like I'm, I'm super rural. The tower I'm using is 10 miles away, which is on the edge of, you know, being able to use the data effectively. I get about 20 to 30 megs, depending on, you know, how much the tower's loaded up, what frequency I'm using. There's a whole, you know, there's a whole Google or not. not there's a whole just, um, it's, it's an art. It's an art. I'm more than the science, you know. So yeah. what you do is you get that router, you put the SIM card in it, and it depends on the data card that comes in the router. You can buy one that has a, a preset IMEI, like Preston was mentioning earlier, with the iPhones, with the eSIMs. So, like, those are good if you can get an actual tablet or an actual data plan. Those they, they, AT&T just cut him off. Yeah, they're like, we he, was, he was telling us the secret, and they're like, dude, you've got it. we got to drop you. Itself. Go there he is, there he Type is. in a command on this little, oh, is my shit being, is my internet being shitty? They cut you out. We thought, we thought Verizon or AT&T just completely cut you off because you're giving top secret information. But you're back. Go ahead. Literally, yeah, I know. They're like, he's giving it all away. Yeah, no, you, you take the, um, there's a certain brand that makes it super easy, like I said, and you go into the router, you put in a command, and whatever device that you want to clone, it can be a phone, it can be a watch, it can be a tablet, and the carrier is going to have no way of knowing unless they do deep packet analysis, which... If they're doing that, you got a bigger problem. The FBI is coming after you for child porn or something. You got you got bigger problems, then they're gonna flag your even if they did figure out you weren't using it in the device that it was supposed to be, they just kill the line and you'd have to cancel it off your plan. You know, that's that's as far as it would go. 
But um, yeah, yeah the, the plan I use right now is a $20 Verizon postpaid tablet plan. It's okay. I've also got a, I've got two of them, uh, AT&T prepaid phone plans running for my family here. Um, one of them is running a whole household, two households actually, no complaints. The other one's just one guy and he says it's fine. So, I mean, so you do streaming and all that stuff off of it, too. So I don't do any streaming like Twitch streaming, like where I'm streaming to the Internet because the uploads are there. Hit and miss. Usually it's between one and three, one and five megabits oh, per second. Okay. So it's, gotcha. it's, it's it's there, but it's really hit and miss. And you got to deal with uh, buffer blow and loaded latency with this. Um, so what you were describing earlier kind of sounds like fixed point wireless access. Is that the type of Internet access you have? Low yeah. latency, but not like 10 megs per second max download. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that stuff's great. LTE is a better solution than that sometimes, but not all the times. I would kill for a dedicated 10 down, one up connection out here because most of the time I've got 20 to 30 and one to three, but that's not all the time and it's not guaranteed either. Gotcha. So, it would be a good backup, though, potentially. <sighs> Yeah, yeah you're up. you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. If some you, of us out here in the sticks can't get some of that stuff. Absolutely. If you want to talk more about it um, off air, we can. Absolutely. Just a quick aside about Preston and his goddamn fiber optic service. You know, the only reason that we have electricity out here in the sticks, and this is there was the same issue as internet. It, they would only the companies would only run it in highly populated areas where they'd get their money back on it real quick. Congress. It took an act of Congress to electrify the entire America. It's going to take an act of Congress to get fiber out in the fucking boonies, dude. It's incredible how much they don't want to fucking run it. Well, so there, it's become. It's not a utility, but it basically is a utility nowadays because everything is so reliant upon it. It's one hundred percent absolutely is utility. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it absolutely yeah. is. You can't do anything nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's 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 officially categorized that nationwide. And nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It needs to be absolutely. Absolutely. Like a, Which, yeah. I mean, we're, we're that's how you educate under people. Trump. Under Absolutely. Trump, we move further away from having what we just described than, than we've ever been before because the, his, his FCC is FCC chair uh, uh, Ajit Pai. No, his name is Ajit Pai, but he's I don't like the guy. They abolished net neutrality in the United States, which there's not been any terrible effects from it so far. Well, but I say that the, yeah. my speed, my streaming speed to Netflix is limited because they're mobile data plans, right? I can only stream yeah. standard definition from Netflix. If I go to their speed test, I only get one and a half megs per second. If I go to speedtest.net, wow. 30 megs. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they throttle you way back then. Absolutely. All the streaming. It's not just Netflix, them. all the streaming. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, there's Come definitely, I think it. I think there will be an act of Congress that happens. Um, but at what point? I don't know. We're already so far behind infrastructure-wise. I was reading about um, – I, I don't remember exactly well, – I mean, our now, speeds everywhere else in the world is just exactly. dog shit for even the exactly. most roll of areas. Right, right. Like, you know, well, it, it's no also excuse. a geography problem. No, there there is an excuse. No. There, there really is. It's a geography problem, Preston. This country is so goddamn big. It's basically the whole continent, you know. Canada has a little bit better internet infrastructure, but not, not, I mean, they, they pay more for mobile data than we do. It is a geography problem, but a lot of the reason it's a geography problem because it's a money problem. You're not they, wrong. Like I'll, I will say wrong. I live in an area that provided fiber service to a naval uh, testing site. Cause I live close to a naval testing site that's affiliated with crane. They ran fiber out to their facility, but did not extend that a block down to gain 20 more Sir, or 20 more customers on their service. They didn't feed into my rule. I'll call it a, uh, a cul-de-sac. It's kind of a, well, it's a cul-de-sac. It's kind of, but it's a small community out here. There would be everybody that lives out here would sign up for that, but there's not enough money to support that. But I mean, if they have a hundred people, that's going to sign up. If they have uh, a naval service that's very rural, that's going to pay the money to have it uh, put out to their facility, 
then they'll definitely do it. But the geography and the money is what keeps it coming out to certain rural areas. That's the uh, return on investment there. It's all about the ROI. If they don't have enough people in a small enough area where they look at how much is it going to cost us for the physical uh, copper or physical fiber lines? How much is it going to cost us for the the, the cabinets with all the technology in it? How much is it going to cost us to run to each house? And how much are we going to get back each month based on the amount of probable subscribers we're going to get from making these connections? And if that, if they don't, if that number, you know, oh, we're not going to get our money back for 50 years, they're not going to fucking fuck with it, you know? Well, but an extension, yeah, an extension of 500 feet of additional fiber connectivity to a community that's going to be fully supportive of it would not be a negative impact to a return on investment that they would make. So, so yeah, some of it I just scratch my head at because there are easy, accessible customers available Mm -hmm. that's going to help that bottom line in the long run it's just they're not they're not extending it to those points absolutely absolutely you know actually so a, a good point on this so congress has done something about the um, rural internet infrastructure in america called the rdof the rural digital opportunity fund they auctioned off um all the all of the country in certain you know, geographical blocks right the company that bought the block where I lived in and all the surrounding ones too was called LTD Broadband. I looked them up. They were a small WISP with about 10,000 customers from Iowa. WISP meaning wireless internet service provider, same type of service as what you've described you have, Chris, the fixed point wireless. And they were set to build fiber now optic networks out in like eight states or something. And finally, the FCC just, I think it was just like a couple weeks ago, come back and said, you guys are not going to be able to do this. And they uh, completely pulled their bid. So I don't even know if this area has a company willing to run fiber to it because the RDOF, the, you know, the policy to fix this has failed. And I don't know if there's a backup. It's, I'm just, we're shut out of luck again. You know? It sucks. So- so let's talk about Preston's fiber. So what are your download and upload speeds, Preston? Even though you got a bunch of clicking going on that we can hear coming through your through your mic somehow. I I think it's all that it's that high fiber speeds making it just click like crazy, I guess. I don't know. We're hearing the transfer live. <laughs> what do you get? Like a hundred down? Uh uh no. Uh Two hundred. Six hundred, so, right? Yeah, on a good day that's um but due to everyone having it here on high traffic times, it's usually more like two fifty six. Stuff like that. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> what a jackass. What a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> on a on a bad day, it's two fifty six. So what do you, what kind of upload speeds do you get with fiber? Uh, that's also, that's not that, it's not that great, to be honest. Um, with like the plan that I have, it's usually like they advertise like 50 or something, but it's more like 20, 25. That's that's them dedicating more of the uh, physical bandwidth to, uh, download than upload because people use more download than upload. Yeah, it's, but it sucks uh, whenever I'm trying uh, to all, like, I actually no, need to upload. No, it sucks. It sucks, dude. There's symmetrical plans out there yeah. available. The office I work for, I do IT part-time. They have, uh, 600, um, both ways. It's amazing. Damn. Dude, that, it's that amazing. would be life-changing if there was that. Yeah, because most people aren't creators, Preston. They're just consumers of the data, not creators of I'd of rather data. allocate I'd rather have like a hundred down, hundred up than Yeah. Yeah. But man, so what else we got on the on the books tonight? We we're an hour in. I know. I yeah. And we uh went off I uh I don't know. I think we went in a good direction tonight. Went from oh, there's one thing all four can do, it's a tangent. Yeah. That's, oh, that's all right. Take us on it. All right. Special guest tangent tonight. That's going to bring us home. Oh, oh, another one. You want another one? Okay. What are, what are we talking about tonight? What, what do you want to talk about? Um, how about, um, uh, nobody here really plays call of duty besides me. That's not a, Modern Warfare uh, 
Modern so Warfare I'm a, 2 is so, moving to Game Pass. That's, that's, so that's the big news. Well, not only Modern Warfare 2, all of Blizzard Activision's library apparently is coming to Game Pass, which we is huge. That's well. That that's what I've. I want to say Phil Spencer. Does that sound right? Is yes. that is that the Microsoft guy now? Yes. I can't keep up. You, yes. He said that their entire library, including Call of Duty, that's what that's the one I was laser focused on. I'm gonna buy it anyway because I'm a Call of Duty nerd. But it, it's great to see it come into Game Pass. I feel like it's gonna bring more people in. Warzone being free to play in Modern Warfare 2019 was great. But uh, Warzone, the Battle Royale is such a different game from the actual multiplayer. And, and even the campaigns of these new Call of Duties are uh, pretty spectacular. Vanguard and Black Ops Cold War, just ignore those. Those didn't happen. Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare 2 2022, those are the only real Call of Duty games that have existed here recently. Um, Preston, are, are you going to resubscribe to Game Pass as a, as a result of me nudging you to say, hey, play Call of Duty with me, man? I played um, Halo with you. You can play some Call of Duty with me. I will I will definitely play some. I will return the favor and play some uh, Call of Duty with you. Although I, Absolutely. I suck. I suck at Call of Duty. <laughs> That's all right. We weren't very good at Halo either. That's all right. But that no. wasn't too bad. What, what, do, what do you guys think about the, the rise of subscription gaming services as a whole and, and as an extent, cloud gaming services? I mean, that, that kind of leads really well from our last conversation, the, the cloud gaming services. That would be okay for something like Preston, but it's completely out of the question for me or Chris. Anything like uh, I, I still like cloud gaming. Uh, to be honest, I tried it out for a little while, but I don't like, like, I already don't like enough that my whole steam library is just like obviously steam says that you even if they were to go under you hold all rights to those games you can download them or release them so like that's like a nice gesture for the whole uh online gaming thing and i was able to make amends with that but uh what really uh stopped me from caring about actually purchasing games anymore um was that most games don't actually come like fully loaded onto the disc that you buy, so what's the point anymore? And so, right, digitally, I, it doesn't really matter to me anymore because you can't actually get those games like how you would be able to back in the day. But now we're kind of going off on this like thing where, yeah, everyone might be buying their stuff digitally now, but what if we start making them stream it so we can give them less rights to their stuff? And right, like right. I just I hate the whole streaming thing. Just let me buy the game. Say <laughs> so, hey, so it's a lot like movies. So for us, I'm a movie guy. I've got a movie podcast, um, and I know. I know, yeah, so and I know uh, Preston and Connor is always talking about the gaming side, but it's very similar, right? I mean, we see a lot of the movie so, direction go into the streaming service, but here's the thing. Uh, Sony just dropped like a ton of their movie collections off and, and people that thought they own movies by uh, digital format right. and streaming through that completely lost them. So there's no right. ownership in that. Right. No, I, I, I agree, especially with the, uh, you know, the, to circle back onto the, the subscri subscription streaming or subscription gaming stream services. Um, Game Pass is great because the, the, the depth of content that's available for the amount of money you pay each month. I mean, it's just it's not even close. But the thing is, is they they put certain games on there to get you hooked and then they're gone. And, they, you, you know, you, you've got that taste. You're already addicted. What are you going to do? You're going to turn around and you're going to pay maybe not full price, but still twenty five, thirty five, forty five dollars through Game Pass on the Microsoft Store to download a digital copy of that game, which you may have a digital license for that game tied to your Microsoft account. But if that game is gone from the Microsoft Store, the only oh, choice you have left is well, it's not gone for good necessarily. The only choice you have left at that point is illegitimate piracy. And oh, you're not true. even yeah, you're not even a pirate. You're not even a pirate <laughs> at that point. You own a license for well, it that you can't use. Here's why I yeah. try to only stay on Steam though, is because you can keep it downloaded to your to a hard drive. That's yours, and they can't take that away. Right. No, I I do love that. Yeah, that's that's great. It's uh, I wish. 
Uh, every game was available on Steam. I wish it was the unified game launcher it was when I started getting into uh, PC gaming about 2013, 2014. You know, Origin was around then. I think it was just starting out. And then Uplay had their own thing going. Yeah. But it wasn't mm-hmm. It wasn't near Xbox as bad as it is today. I've got so many launchers. I, I refuse. I have one launcher. I'm not purchasing games anywhere else. I, I, I can't do it. It's I own Red Dead Redemption 2 on Epic Game Store. I'm not happy about that, but that's where I own it. That's I, I'm not the one who actually bought it. I was asked, hey, do you care if I buy Red Dead 2? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And she bought it. And I didn't realize she wasn't buying it through the Rockstar Games launcher because why would you? Why would anybody do that? That's weird. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to buy a physical copy of it which we already discussed you know it doesn't happen anymore it's it's yeah i got epic games i got ea i've got the um well ea replaced origin i don't have anything on Uplay, thankfully oh wait no that's a lie if i wanted to play so okay so let's <laughs> far cry 6 is i have that on epic games too if i wanted to play that i have to download the Uplay launcher too even though i already own it on epic games i yeah. can't launch it it's way Uplay. too much it's that is going to be the downfall of anything digital is just making it way too complicated and way too much of a hassle for the end consumer. I was trying to watch Top Gear the other night, you know, Top Gear UK, the classic show, and um, I couldn't find it anywhere streaming available in the US. Nowhere. I had to turn yeah, to Armateys. Yeah. But, like, that's the problem with these things. It's like whenever digital licenses fall through, whenever companies and they disappear, do. whenever license, like whenever rights get transferred and things don't happen a certain way, it's just gone. You can't get it digitally anymore. Yeah. But if you have Absolutely. that physical copy, then they can't really take that from you. <laughs> there you go, Chris. <laughs> physical media. Keep it alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I think it's been a fun episode, boys. I think so, too. Chris, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. I really appreciate the guest spot. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you having on with us. Connor. You, you, you're always here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah Connor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, good good podcast, guys. Uh, oh, wait. We didn't talk about Marvel movies at all. Uh, 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 She-Hulk. Uh, twerking. Uh, uh, let's look it up. It's incredible. All right. There we go. <laughs> with making the stuff. I have no clue. I've not seen it. Okay, so Megan the Stallion. Um, yes. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. That's all I need to know is Megan the Stallion. The answer is yes. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. On that note, thank you everyone for watching this episode. And uh, thank you for our special guest this week, Forrest. Well, uh, Good night, everybody. Enjoy was- that internet service out in that rural area. Yeah. If anyone uses my tips and tricks from this episode, send me five dollars on PayPal. I'll have Preston put it in the description of this video. There you go. Sounds <laughs> good, brother. Peace. Adios. Uh.